Hey, hey, hey. Hello. I don't know why I'm speaking with such a high voice. That's really random and a little bit weird. Hi, everyone. I hope you are fantastic. Welcome to Tuesday afternoon. Thank you very much for bearing with me through this very belated The Coffee Run. Actually, no, you're not bearing with me. You're frantically scrambling to get yourself tuned in and listen to the amazing words of wisdom that I have to share with you today. It's always fun. Um, hey, Catherine, it is always, always fun, I reckon, delivering a, a live stream following on from a live event. So I have had the distinct pleasure of hanging out with a very fantastic and amazing woman today here in Mildura. And we've been going through all of the kinds of fun things, hi Ainsley, the, that we would go through Invisible Lives. So what I thought was really interesting though is as today has been kind of going on and we've been chatting about different things, we were talking a lot about the kind of energy that we that we want to bring into our marketing. We've talked about a lot of the kinds of uh, theming that we can put around our staff and, and all of this kind of thing so that you are able to really step into the kind of the persona of, of the kind of person that you really want to be online. And it got me thinking because I, for a really long time, there is no freaking way that I would roll into a room uh, feeling the way that I do these days. So the way that I feel these days is like, I'm certain I've got this, I'm a bit sassy, I'm just, I'm kind of like cheeky and I'm also like a bit silly, but really super, super confident in who I am and, and what I'm going to deliver. And I'm sure that you're exactly the same. Um, and if you're not, then maybe you can relate. Hey Sandy, because I never used to feel like that. I remember in 2013, I launched a, a live event that was called Sales and Marketing Spy School. Now, back in 2013, I was thinking about the types of events that I wanted to put on, and I wanted these events to have a sense of theater. I wanted them to have a sense of kind of like elevation, of empowerment, of fun, absolutely certain fun. Uh, that's been a, a long-running theme in, in my stuff for years and years and years. But I really wanted to do something that was, that was less ordinary, Right to me, the the thing that would make me want to stab myself in the face, and I had this conversation with a mentor at the time. It's like the thing that I don't want to do is put on another seminar where you know people are falling asleep in their freaking seats because the content is so dry. I'm like, how can I, how can I jazz this up? How can I bring you know more of me in? And one of the things that the the little known not so secret secrets that, that I've always really kind of wanted to play into is like, and I was reminded of this today. Did you guys, have you seen the, the TV show Alias with Jennifer Garner in it? And it's quite a, um, it, it's a show from, you know, many years ago. I had the DVD box set and, and I remember when my husband and I started seeing each other and we started seeing each other in 2003, right? And so like that's like way back then. I think it was like season six at that point. So like we're, 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 getting, we're getting back in the day. Fuck, maybe that means it's like 20 years old. That's a bit 
That's a bit awkward. Maybe it's about 18 years old. Oh Lord, now I feel like I'm showing my age, which I'm re I believe in reverse aging. So let's just scratch that whole thing. Anyway, I was like, if I could have, if I could be anyone, I would love to be Sydney Bristow in the TV show Alias. Not just because of Michael Vaughn, her very hot co person in that in that show, but because I love the whole idea. Uh, she was a spy, Sandy. So she was like a secret spy and because spies are secret. So she was a spy and she was sent on these missions and Michael Vaughn was also a spy and they'd go and do secret fantastic things. And then it turns out that her father had uh, like programmed her from a really young age to, to do the, like to solve puzzles and, you know, be really wicked smart. And then her mother was like a Russian spy and like, anyway, like it was this whole intricate storyline. But the thing that I, it wasn't really very intricate, but the thing that I loved about it was that there was, you know, being a spy, you've got to have costume changes all the time, right? And so for me, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, if I can put something out there like sales and marketing spy school, then imagine how much fun I could have whilst talking about the alias that you can kind of step into, which is kind of like finding that inner confidence, right? When you're going out and putting yourself out there. And then the next thing that we need is we need to go and find out who's on your hit list, right? Not that we're gonna go and, you know, annihilate or kill anyone, but who's, who's, your, who's your audience, who's your niche? Who's on the hit list that you would, that you really wanna get into contact with? We've gotta go and find them and uncover them, right? And then the third thing that we had was propaganda. Because we've got to try and get these people in, right? So we've got to create marketing to be able to capture them. So I had those three things down. I'm like, okay, what's next? And once you've got that, it's like the funnel of trust. So for you guys sitting at home going, yeah, I can see how this ties in. The funnel of trust is where like we're putting out free things and we're building trust and we're putting out amazing content. We're building relationships. We're helping people to get to trust us. And then we've got the secret code of sales because like we've got our, it's conversion tactics, right? With, unless they're converting to our side, nothing happens. And then it's like, okay, what's next? So I was able to really kind of go, wow, I can, I can see how this whole theme kind of plays in, but I felt like a bit of an idiot. You know, I used to worry that people wouldn't make the connection, that it was just a little bit, it was a bit too far-fetched, a bit too out there, a bit too fucking weird, um, and that it would just be kind of, it would almost be kind of lost. And and I used to get worried about stuff like that. And so I, I didn't probably ham it up and, and create as much theater around it as what I possibly could have. And so what I did is like, I kind of let that go a little bit and I got, I got a little bit boring for a while. And if you guys were like, in terms of the way that I market, the delivery was always amazing, of course. And the things that people would learn were always amazing. But from, from, a, from a marketing perspective, I allowed myself, due to a whole bunch of different reasons, to kind of lose some of that pizzazz and lose some of that personality and lose some of that fun because I thought that I had to be a certain way to get my business up to the next level, right? You know, anyone will, that's like anyone, anyone won't tell you this, but many people will tell you, well, you know, there's a, this, if you want to make a million dollars, this is what you've got to do. If you want to scale your business from a million to 10 million, this is what you've got to do. If you want to make $10,000 a month, this is what you've got to do. And I think the thing that I got caught up in 
was right i i really wanted to do this next level of thing i really wanted to grow into the next phase of me and into the next um like version of me i suppose you could say but i got caught up in that whole how are people going to take it are people going to get it is it going to miss the mark are people are they, are they with me or are they just going to think like oh look here she goes on another weird harebrained sort of tangent and scheme what the fuck is she even talking about and so I let a lot of that other stuff go and I really kind of corporatized myself and I'm really sorry for that. For those of you who have stuck with me, thank you. I love you and appreciate you. But it's interesting because I was chatting with a friend of mine, one of my longest friends that I've had in business. Her name is Margaret. Some of you will know who I'm talking about. We were chatting. She was up here over Christmas house sitting and we were talking about um, like her business and my business and you know, we were, I was cracking jokes the whole time she was here and she said, you know, this, the Nicola that I see online these days is this Nicola, right? And I mean, it's always been me that you see online, but she said like, you're fun. I'm like, I know. And so I think that, you know, it's that kind of, it's that kind of thing where we, we, we get to a point uh, in, in, in a lot of different facets of our world, actually, it's not just in business, you know, there's, there's a mirror for everything where we'll, we'll often kind of squash and morph ourselves into being a certain way because it's how we think we should be or how we think we, um, have to be, or like so-and-so is doing it like that. I've got to go and do that. And one of the conversations that we had today in the room was around, you know, I don't want, I don't want you guys to try and be like me. I don't want you to think like, I don't want you to roll into an event and, and have like these days it, it's visible live, right? Cause it's all about being visible. Uh, but I'll have glitter on my face or I'm wearing, you know, I'm wearing like kind of like badass rock star sort of stuff because that's how I want to feel. And, and the thing that I keep thinking about is, well, you know what? The people who don't get it aren't going to get it anyway. Like the choice and the decision that I made is like, if I'm, if I'm really going to uh, attract the people into my business who I really want to freaking work with, the people who are amazing, driven, motivated, fabulous, gorgeous, getting great results for themselves and for their clients and they're like total badass and rock stars and like you're, you're just freaking amazing then I had better really be that person in order to attract those people in, right? So the, the thing that I changed and, and, and the thing that I decided was that actually the thing that made me so wrong, being silly and funny and sometimes getting lost on freaking tangents and I forget what I'm talking about and then I can always kind of bring it back in a roundabout way, the people who will the people who will resonate with me will will resonate and they'll be like bang yes nick i i'm with you you might not like everything i say and do and that's freaking fine you know nobody likes everything that everybody says and does at any given time i love my husband can guarantee you there's lots of things that i don't like about what he does so it doesn't make me love him any less it, sometimes it does not really uh, you know it doesn't make me respect him any less right Okay, hey, so like, I guess the thing is, is that, you know, the things that make us so wrong are the exact very thing that makes it so fucking right for the right people. And I think there's this whole thing like the Kate and I, 
we're talking today about niche and we're talking about our audiences or more specifically her audience. And you know, for you guys, I know that the niching conversation is something that we get hammered down our throats from every motherfucking marketer out there on the planet. Right. And I, and I, I've been guilty of, of really kind of, of, of hammering this home and doing all the work. But the thing that I've learned from, from doing this for more than 10 years is that the niche and conversation is an important one to have, but it's not the thing that we hang our hat on and go, we've got to get this perfect. We've got to get this right. Um, you know, I, I can't decide if my people have children or if they don't, I can't decide if my, if my people are doing this or doing that, or they got brown hair or they got blonde hair, do they live in fucking suburbia or do they live in a penthouse in a skyscraper in Vegas? You know, the, 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 the thing about niche is that it, it's important to understand the problems that your people are having. It's important to understand the language that they are using. Right, I think it's absolutely important when they say to you, "Oh, you know what? I just, I really wish there was a freaking magic pill." We're not going to market a magic pill. Uh, I really just wish there was a better way. I wish there was a better way to do this. I wish there was a way or something that could help simplify this. You know, you've got to be that person that goes in and uses that language to help move them forward. But the thing is, this you could spend. Uh, all the time, going and trying to make your niche exactly right, getting all the finite detail, getting deep into their psychology, working out what their problems are, where they live, what kind of car they drive, what the PSI is in their tires, you know, what they ate for breakfast, what they're putting in their sandwiches for lunch, or you know, are they gluten-free, avocado smash, are they eating scrambled eggs, what the fuck are they eating? You know, you can go and spend all of that time doing all of that. But the thing that makes them connect with you is not the fact that you know what's in their sandwich at lunchtime or what they're eating for breakfast or what suburb they live in or what car they drive. The thing that is going to connect them to you is who you are and the way that you are showing up unapologetically, uh, bravely, ferociously, fiercely, calmly from a place of really groundedness, depending on what it is that you do. There's like this, as explaining today, there's kind of like this really beautiful energetic exchange that kind of goes through with people and people will hear the thing that they need to hear in the moment that they need to hear it in order to go, this is the fucking person for me. This is the person that I need to speak with. This is the person that I need to work with. Whether it's now or in the future, they will resonate with you or they won't. They'll be like, yep, this person's amazing and I, they're not for me. And off they'll go and find someone else and that's totally fine. Your job is to not try and appeal to the masses, right? So with, with this, it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I wanted to talk with you about who runs the world today as well because I'm so fucking excited about that program. I, seven days, you and me, seven days straight. I can't remember um, what date we start on. I feel like it might be the 28th of January. It's a Tuesday and we work together for seven days. So seven modules over seven days. But the feeling of who runs the world is this. Do you guys remember seeing, if you if you haven't seen it, you'll need to go and Google it after. Oh, yay, Sandy. Thank you. So the thing that, like, if you think about Beyonce on stage at the Super Bowl and there was that bang, like that really like powerful bass that's just kind of coming through. And you know, Beyonce is an absolute performer. Not only is she freaking gorgeous and magical and got this most amazing voice, 
But the certainty that she oozes is, uh, for me, I think it's like, it's really quite awe-inspiring. For your marketing, for your business success, for everything that you want to create and put out there and do and be and have and everything else like that, you've got to cultivate that inner sense of certainty. And that's really what Who Runs the World is all about. But to get to that point, we've got to unleash and get rid of all of the bullshit stories, the, the things that we've got in our heads about not being good enough, being too much, not being enough, not qualified enough, overqualified, can't say that, should have said this, second guessing yourselves. We've got to let all of that old shit go because it's not serving you and it's not actually going to help you get to the next level. It's actually not going to help you reach the people that you really want to reach, right? You've got to be you. So who runs the world? And I can't, I don't know if I can put the link in. Let me see if I can. My phone's playing. Oh, look, I can. Yay. Phone's playing silly buggers. It's like $147, you guys. For you and I to work together for a whole entire week, the VIP, which is, of course, the platinum version because, you know, platinum records. Um, the records, do they still call them records? If you, if, you, if you go platinum these days as a recording artist, is it still a platinum record? Or is it like a platinum CD? Or is it like, what's the thing? I should probably go research that. I'm kind of curious about that. But Who Runs the World is all about building and creating your own inner Sasha Fierce, you know, your ability to get up on that stage and freaking own it and be you and say the things that are neat that need to be said, to say the things and to communicate with the people in the way that you feel like you need to. And the thing with niche is that the people who are really wanting to, to work with you, buy from you, follow you and things like that, it's like they are going to love the shit out of that, but you've got to be prepared to show up and be you. Now, it is really freaking scary, right? It can be really freaking scary because, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves out there and, and, you know, I take my hat off to musicians who, who do it and I, I watch like the video clip, video clips, I don't know if they're still called video clips either. Um, like I watch the music clips and, and I watch the, the, the videos on Facebook and stuff like that. And it's just like these people, like I know because I've worked with people who coach these people that they are still, they've got all the same shit that we have. Right? They're worried if, if their album is going to work, if the single's going to sell. They worry if people are going to judge them. They worry if they're going to be on the pitch, on the front cover of, um, you know, freaking Woman's Day or, you know, whatever the, the trashy tabloid magazines are. You know, they've got their own set of issues and, and stuff. But the more that you are you and you own that, your people are going to love you for it. Perfect example of this is Celeste Barber. Now, she's become even more well-known, obviously, in the last couple of weeks because of the, the bushfires. But before all of that, like, this is a woman who was just taking the piss out of the funniest photos that you, and the videos that were being shown online. And so she was doing a thing, and next minute, boom, you know, everything kind of works. And, and you know, obviously, there's, there's usually more of a backstory and, and everything else like that. But she is someone who is quite clearly and very obviously herself 24-7, seven days a week. So we've got to be prepared to do that. And you will, you will cop criticism or you might cop criticism. You might have people say, I don't understand how what you're talking about even ties in, but I promise you that it will and that the people will get the message that they need to get 
when you are committed wholeheartedly to showing up, fronting up and being you. And that's the whole premise of who runs the world. In terms of the, the stuff that we're working through, I don't know if I can see this. Where is it? Um, I can't see it. I can't see it. That's really annoying. Here it is. So the first day what we're doing is we're getting really clear on getting rid of any bullshit that's holding us back. We're also going to get really clear on our money stories, our vows of poverty, any unconscious things that we're running and doing that's keeping us from being where it is that we want to be financially, emotionally, energetically. And then we're going to get stuck into the doing of all the business stuff. So clearing the path, clean slate first, and then rolling on in. Sandy said, I think it's going platinum without anything specific. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. So we're just going to go platinum. Let's just, yeah, say that. I think the platinum version is, oh yeah, the platinum is only like 247 and there's payment plans and all that sort of stuff in there. The link's in the comments. We're going to get really aligned with what it is that you want for 2020. We're going to do some really amazing techniques and, and things to get you aligned, clear, moving forward on what you want to create this year. And then day three, it's all about, you know, being you, the entertainer, stepping into working out what your message is, being consistent, things like that. Day four is all about showing up daily. So there's a bit of a challenge. I haven't told anybody else this yet. There'll be a bit of a challenge that rolls out through who runs the world. And maybe there'll be prizes because prizes are fun. And this is supposed to be fun, right? You know, business should be fun. If, you're, if one of your top values is fun, business should be fun. So we're going to show up daily, but we're going to do it in a really fun way. Day five is all about monetizing. Show me the money. Um, I don't know what song that was. I don't think it was any song. I just made it up. Uh, day six is all about measuring it all. So where attention goes, energy flows, right? So if we're focusing on the money you're not making, the people that aren't commenting, the responses you're not getting, the people who aren't opening emails, guess what you're going to notice more and more? Of exactly that. So what we want to do is really focus on measuring and watching and looking at the things that number one matter. And also the second thing, we're going to be focusing our attention on measuring the things that matter, the things that measure grow, the things that we measure will grow. So if we're measuring and tracking certain things, then they're, they're going to grow because where your attention goes, energy flows. Uh, and then day seven, we're dealing with self-sabotage. You know, it's this really interesting kind of thing where I see it all the time. You know, people will buy courses or programs or whatever, and they get really excited. And then they're like, oh, but now I've got to go and implement. And I'm really scared about what, what's going to happen. Or they'll, they'll sabotage or they'll get a sore throat or something will happen that holds them back from fully unleashing and doing the things that they want to do. So day seven, we're going to be dealing with all of that, getting down into the core of what that's all about so that you can spot it the second that it, it creeps in, right? This can look like, oh no, the cat needs to be married. Who marries cats? Um, you know, I haven't done my journaling or I've, I've got to go and do this. Or, oh, look, I've got to, you know, I've run out of time because you were scrolling through Facebook for five hours. You know, we want to eliminate any of that that's going to hold you from hold you back from getting to where you want to be so that you can run the freaking world. Now, when I'm talking about who runs the world, obviously, I'm not talking about, um, you know, this from an egotistical perspective. I'm not talking about this 
from a, you know, being the next Trump or that could maybe be an improvement or the next ScoMo, that could maybe be an improvement. Um, let's not get into politics, Nicola. Um, I don't even like talking about politics, what silly references they were, but you get the point, right? This is not about you being better than someone else. This is not about putting somebody else down or trying to, you know, jump over someone. This is about you stepping into the, the badass that you are, who you are, and actually using that in whichever way, shape, or form it is to step into that Beyonce certainty, that Sasha fears that this is who I am, this is what I'm here to do, get on board, bitches, like we're gonna go and do this, we're gonna go and do this shit. And, you know, in whichever way it is that you do that, whatever delivery it is that you do that. So that's what Who Runs the World is about. I am so excited. It's being delivered live. So each day for seven days, we'll go live in a secret private Facebook group. You can ask me any questions. You'll get any templates, tools, checklists, whatever it is that we go through. You can ask any questions. You've got the support of the community while you're in there as well. And, you know, I've, I've run a bunch of these programs like this not who runs the world, not won't be as good as this, uh, but I've run big programs in this way a lot over the last 18 months and it's a whole lot of fun and it's like it, it's short, sharp and punchy. So it's not going to take you oodles of time to, to get through and get all of this done so you can get into action because it's in the action that the results happen. Yes, it is. All right, my friends, I am going to love you and leave you. The link is in the comments. If you have any questions about who runs the world or anything else that is fun and fabulous that is going on in your world or anything you need clarified, please don't hesitate to let me know. I'm really excited for 2020. You might be able to tell. Uh, I'm really excited to be, uh, we've got another national tour happening in May. Can't freaking wait for that. And I'm really excited to get back in the room tomorrow and create some more magic with my very fabulous VIP visible live person here in Muldra. So I will not be coming to you live at 11 o'clock tomorrow. It will be later because presenting and creating magic. But I will be talking to you tomorrow about which I will let you know tomorrow. Have a fantastic, great, safe and amazing afternoon. Get out there, go help some people, be freaking awesome. And remember, the world is ready for your brand of awesomeness. I will talk to you tomorrow.